0: Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about brand clarity and a little bit about how I conceptualize a brand when I'm working with clients so I don't create brands I'm not a create uh, I know I'm not a brand creator I don't I don't do that service but before I start working with any client as a fractional chief marketing officer I always go through the same steps to clarify the brand and to get on the same page with the client on what they want the brand to be how they want their company to be perceived as uh, and communicated via digital marketing. And every time I go through this exercise, it is so revealing because many times, you know, companies, founders, they'll work with a great branding agency that will deliver a beautiful, tied together brand, but they're left with these brand guidelines and they're not quite sure how to actually bring that brand to life, how to actually implement it through a marketing strategy. And so in order for me to create that strategy for the client and execute it, I first have to get a deep knowledge of what the brand is. And everyone conceptualizes brands in a different way. But I wanted to go through the three core things that I like to do. And I like to gain clarity on before developing a marketing strategy for my clients so there are three components we go through a brand clarity workshop normally Um, if the product or the company is a little bit more complex like a tech company usually this takes a little bit longer Um, but normally for like an e-commerce or lifestyle brand it could be done uh, through a one-day workshop and then i kind of whip together uh, the first draft of the brand clarity document quite quickly but for other other clients, it takes a bit longer, but we're looking at three things. First is understanding, gaining a knowledge of the, the market, the landscape, uh, the competitors or the sandbox, however you want to think about it. But I like to gain an idea of you know who are the players, the key players in the industry for your business. You know what are they doing what are the key competitors what are they doing and where does your business fall in relation to those you know what are your unique selling points as it is as it relates to your comp set Um, some some people don't like to think of having competition you know maybe your product is so unique you don't have direct competitors in that case, it's really useful to think of the sandbox. Who do you want to be playing with, right? Who, who's, on, who's in your same world? You know, Your clients You know, that are interested in your business, what other businesses would they be interested in? This is really important for differentiating communication, for uh, highlighting your unique selling points and how to communicate that. It's a really important practice. You really want to understand the market. The next piece of the puzzle is understanding your client, your target client, going as deep into your target client as humanly possible. Um, You can spend a lifetime figuring out your target client and exactly how to communicate to them and how to refine your relationship with them. It is a never ending process, but you definitely need to start somewhere and define that target client. I like to look at the demographics and the psychographics. And I think the psychographics are much more important than the demographics, especially as, you know, age and income become just more fuzzy of a way to define people these days in in the modern world. But understanding your target client is just the most important thing you can do. So we always go through that, who your target client is, how they, you know, How is your brand fulfilling a need or a pain point of theirs? Then we go through clarifying the mission statement, the value statement, the pillars, keywords, all of those great things. Then there's a section I like to go through, which is you know, walking through how you want your core target client to feel. You know, what's the way, what ways do you want them to feel when they're interacting with your brand? And this exercise is really interesting because I like to imagine this feeling, but then provide examples of how the brand delivers on that. And this is oh, this is a really interesting step because a lot of times, you know, this whole brand concept is a little bit outlandish. Sometimes, I mean, I've built brands with extraordinary, extraordinary agencies, um, especially when I was developing boutique hotel brands uh, working hospitality. I worked with frog design, which is just one of the world's best, best, uh, agencies to build brands. And, you know, when you're working through this process, it just can seem so obscure. So, you know, in this last part, uh, in one of the sections of this brand clarity document, I like to say, okay, well we, we have these lofty ideas and these kind of touchy feely, uh, you know, aspects to the brand, but in what ways does that actually, it become executed. What are the things that we do that are going to evoke those feelings um, for our target client? So, again, we start with the sandbox, the competitors. We work into the target client. We dial in on the the mission and the vision, which normally, you know, I just have to cut and paste from the brand guidelines given by the designer, whoever created the brand. But sometimes, you know. I, you know, sometimes business has evolved since the brand was developed and that needs to be refined or sometimes a company doesn't have it at all. And so we have to go through the uh, exercise of actually honing in on those brand pillars and and dialing in on the values. And then the last part is really putting together a mood board, because sometimes, again, maybe you have the logo and the colors and the and the websites done. But there needs to be some kind of mood board or some kind of extra visual that's going to put those pieces together, those brand colors, the logo, you know, what the website looks like or what we want it to look like, and, uh, you know, get some uniformity in maybe what some advertising templates could look like, Uh, header image uh, templates, or even social media posts. So with those three things, it really lays the foundation to create the marketing strategy without those things, you're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. But with a deep understanding of the competitive landscape and your target client, you could really build out a marketing program that is unique and effective and I'm sure in the next episode, now I know I'm going to do this, I'll go through the steps of building that marketing strategy through the client value journey, because it's a super interesting process as well. That's the next thing I always do when I'm starting to work with clients, we go through the client value journey. So tune in for the next episode, that'll be episode 15. That's going to bring you through that process. I'm really excited to share that with you. Hope you're doing well and hope to see you next week. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at uglyventures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.